welcome to Two Profs in a Pod. I'm Tanisha. I'm Beth. And we are faculty developers and faculty at Glendale Community College in Arizona. And today we are focusing on top 10 things we love about teaching. We are really excited for this one. Are you excited, Beth? I am excited. We, we wanted to have a light episode. Yes, a light episode, a fun episode, uh, something to kind of really have a really good time with. We're going to deviate slightly from um, our usual format, um, but we hope you enjoy what we have for you on today. So- yes, and we are also recording in December at the end of a semester, which is a natural time for reflection. Yes. And I think when we think about what do we love about teaching, it makes us reflect on our classes, our students, our practice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a great nugget. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're okay. going to jump right into our list. Uh, I am going to start off with number 10. So number 10, one of the things I love about teaching, wearing sneakers. <laughs> wearing sneakers. So when I first started teaching, I believe, you know, as a professional, you kind of, me, I was thinking about like wearing a heel, right, or wearing like a specific shoe, mm. um, which is a, very nice in my mind. But then after a while, my feet were not loving it. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought wearing sneakers um, would be something that I would try actually this semester. So I invested in a black and white pair of Adidas. They are very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that that's really something that um, works for me. Um, I'm hoping I can expand my collection of sneakers because if anything, I think it's important as a teacher to be comfortable when you're up in front of the classroom. The last thing I want to have to worry about is really my feet hurting. I'd rather take that time, effort, and energy to focus on my students, the curriculum, the activities. That's the last thing I want to have to worry about. And plus, I think I look pretty fly. <laughs> I, don't even know if, I don't even know if people say fly anymore. I'm probably dating myself, but I think it looks pretty oh, nice. No. Um, so yeah, so wearing sneakers, number 10 for me. Oh, that's great, Tanisha. So we asked our Twitter followers what they love best about teaching when we were initially starting work on this episode. And so we've reached out and asked if it is okay if we share some of their answers because their answers were so thoughtful. Yes, they were so good. Yes, yes. and, and I, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, Tanisha. We brainstormed a list And then we asked our Twitter followers, and their answers were so much more thoughtful. Yes, they were. You know, (laughs) so I'm really glad that we're working some of these in. I think that they they give a little bit more range and a little bit more texture to maybe our initial list that we came up with. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to go with number nine, and that is from Travis Thurston. I initially connected with Travis on Twitter after a presentation he gave at a conference that was, I'm not going to be able to remember, I think it was ITC or maybe OLC. That's how I connected with him. So anyway, he did reply and he said that what he loves most about teaching is learning who we are as a class and what identity our learning community will develop throughout the semester. I look forward to seeing how my students will demonstrate to me the learning pathway they took and what they learned from the journey. I I really liked that answer because it puts so much responsibility uh, onto the student for kind of owning their learning. Right. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you, Travis. Okay, you're up with number eight. 
So number eight comes from our Twitter follower by the name of Shelly Howell. Uh, her handle is at Dr. Shelly Howell. She is a UTSA Interim Associate Vice Provost for Teaching and Learning Services and Lecturer in First Year Experience. Um, I'm guessing that the UTSA is for the University of Texas, San Antonio. And her, uh, let's see, tweets and what she loves about teaching is, when my students tell me they kept talking about our topic with their friends after class, which I think is so really cool and really neat when students have the opportunity mm-hmm. to share in the classroom with their peers, mm-hmm. I think is also amazing. So I've mm-hmm. really, really, really appreciated that tweet. I also appreciated, on a side note, the fact that um, Shelly Howell is a hashtag Stephen King fan, which I am too. I know that's not the focus of the episode, but I did notice that I see yeah. you, Shelly. I see you about the yeah. hashtag Stephen King. We need to talk sometime. But um, back to teaching and learning. Um, Shelly, I think that's a really great idea. Uh, and it's, it's and also especially if they can apply it to real life yeah. situations uh, that they can share with their peers and fr- in their family, I think it's also amazing because it shows the reach that education has uh, outside of the classroom as well. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's great. And this takes us to number seven. And number seven is seeing students become successful. I've always sort of seen my role of teacher as being the person behind the scenes sort of coaching students along Um, and so to actually see them later on become successful is it's a pretty good feeling I think Tanisha knows that I've also had a couple really kind of serendipitous experiences with running into students who ended up on the other end of that spectrum Mm -hmm. um, and and were not successful and so I, I mean, I do have that to compare it to. Right. Right. So seeing students succeed in whatever it is that they are hoping to succeed in, I feel like is pretty awesome to watch. And do you feel like give, seeing both ends give you a deeper appreciation for that success? I think it does. I mean, it, you know, it, it's not often we get to actually see students later on. Right. right? I mean, unless we make some kind of connection with them that lasts beyond the classroom, right, um, that, that maybe lasts for years. So, yeah, I, I think especially when I never really thought of my students maybe having difficulties or not being successful. So when I actually saw a couple of them having struggles, mm. it just gave me a little bit of pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could talk about that in another episode. I know that's interesting because yeah. we, we do focus on success a lot. Mm-hmm. But then, what about the other end? Like mm-hmm. you said, which I think is a really mm-hmm. interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, and just you know, just serendipity and just running into somebody that you don't expect to run into, and yeah, another day, another, another day, another topic. That takes us to number six, Tanisha. What have you got for number six? So number six uh, is a really personal one. This is where I feel like one of the things I love about teaching is that I feel like it's the place where I make the most sense, right? So this really comes down to fit because we we, we have a range to our personality, who we are, what we're about, what we like, what we dislike. And I think sometimes we're in professions where we don't feel like we can really maybe put it out there. 
Um, or maybe it might be a bit much or a bit extra for people, you know, just a little bit. But I feel like this is this is the first profession where I feel like 150% every who I am, uh, what's important to me, what I value, uh, just who I am as a person uh, really makes the most sense. So I'm, I'm pretty you know, extroverted and very personable. Um, I'm also passionate about teaching and learning. I'm also a little bit nerdy. Um, my mom would describe me as unique. I think that's just her <laughs> nice way of saying I'm different. She said that at my wedding. When she was having um, words about our um, about our wedding ceremony. And she was like, Tanisha's always been unique. And I'm like, is that is that my mom's way of saying I've been a little bit different? Um, which I feel like I have. I've never really kind of like fit into a lot of different places. Uh, I think, you know, for for instance, it's really hard to kind of place maybe where I would fit. And this is the first place in the classroom where it's like, this is where I'm supposed to be. That's and awesome. everything that I'm about and every, and who I am and my experiences and my life um, as a student, as a woman, um, just in general, uh, it not only benefits me and my profession, but I think really benefits the students as well. Mm-hmm. And how I feel like I can be who I am, I feel like what I'm meant to be oh. um, is actually meant for this space in this moment, in this time. Everything was leading up to here. So that's why I feel like this is a place where I make the most sense. Sneakers and all. Mm-hmm. This is where I make the most sense. Yes. Mm, that gives me some food for thought. I'm going to have to reflect on that a little bit. Okay, that takes us to, we're at number five. Yes. Of the top 10 things we love best about teaching. And we're going to go back to Twitter. This answer comes from Charnel Peters. And I hope I I said your name right, Charnel. Um, she is a PhD student at University of Utah in the Department of Communication. Yes, Tanisha. calm. She's a calm person. And she says, and I love this answer, I love when students teach me things and when students develop friendships or at least classmateships with their peers. That is a really nice part of teaching, getting to watch that unfold. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's such an important part of college, making those friendships with people. And, um, I, you know, I've seen students go on to take an, another class with a classmate. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to see. Or romantic relationships. Oh. One of the things we talk about in my class. Well, one of the things I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> okay. I wasn't thinking that. Well, but no. Yeah. I, well, obviously friendships. Uh-huh. But then I think and mostly because just, uh, you know, my communication cap in interpersonal communication, yeah. we talk about romantic relationships and how one of the ways that re- relationships are formed is proximity. So mm. I let them know, like, you've been sitting in this room in this space with people sitting mm-hmm. next to you for like the past 13 weeks. So, you know, there might be a love connection in this room. It might be your future <laughs> husband or future wife. You never know. Uh, but I think about not just friendships, oh. but romantic relationships as well in that uh-huh. sense. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, really, it's really great seeing how students really do kind of develop those relationships in the classroom. Yeah. Okay, number four. Back to you, Tanisha. Number four, this actually comes from someone that I love uh, seeing in Twitter Geeky Pedagogy, um, and handle at Geeky Pedagogy. Um, I believe the way I say her name, and I'm so sorry if I get this wrong, is uh, Jessamine Newhouse or Jasmine Newhouse. I think it might be Jessamine. My apologies if it's wrong. Uh, from SUNY, uh, Plattsburgh professor of pop culture 
and um, she her focus is uh, academia, but more specifically introverts and academic nerds. Yeah. Speaking my language. So her tweet, uh, one of the things she loves about teaching is trying new things in the classroom and on the syllabus, which I love. Uh, they also say uh, sometimes it's a hashtag prof win. Sometimes it's a big miss, but it's always interesting, mm-hmm. meaningful work. Mm-hmm. So, which I really appreciate just this idea of, I feel like being fearless in the classroom, like trying things, you don't know how it's going to work out. It could work out great. It could fail. But the fact is that you try it. And, mm-hmm. I, and I love the fact yeah. that uh, the focus is on just trying something different and new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that too. Oh, you also get to do number three, Tanisha. Yes, number three um, is when students say thank you. Mm-hmm. I know that's really simple, but I think sometimes we're caught up in what we're doing. We don't necessarily fully think about the impact that it might have mm-hmm. on students. And then when you run into those students who say, hey, thank you so much. I learned so much from your class. It helped me in this area or that area. Uh, I, I'm always a firm believer in just saying, you know, please and thank you. And I appreciate you. Uh, because of the fact that you don't know what that means to people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes it's nice to hear how the work that we do has that impact on students to the point to where a student feels like they need to say thank you. I think mm-hmm. that says a mm-hmm. lot. I think sometimes we may take that for granted when mm-hmm. people say thank you to us. You don't know what that thank you means to that person, mm-hmm. right? So so I, I really love that one. Number three, when students say thank you. Yeah. Okay, that takes us to number two, and this is personal. I really like when, okay, let me back up just a second. You know that Tanisha and I uh, work at a community college. We have a lot of first-gen students, and we have students who don't necessarily have a ton of support even. And so one of the things that I noticed was even when I give students a little bit of support, even if it's in some kind of encouraging remark, or even when I point out to them, you know, you're really good at, you know, whatever it might be, like some writing skill or something. Like just that tiny little piece of support or a strength I point out to them, something that they didn't really necessarily notice about themselves or don't hear very much. And it took very little effort for me to say that remark or type it into essay feedback or something like that and how much difference that makes for students, Mm -hmm. right? So um, I like being able to be sometimes, I I like being able to reflect back to them a little bit, um, particularly a strength or something because I feel like that gives them, if they're coming from a place of not having a lot of support, Right. It means a lot to them. Right. Yeah. When I, and I think about just just in general, you know, if our listeners reflect, think about moments and times when people told you something mm-hmm. that you didn't necessarily see or think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it kind of changes your perspective yeah. just a little bit. You think, wow, I never I never thought about that. Yeah, that's so it. So I try – I know people – have extended that to me Mm -hmm. and I and I and I per one of the things I want to do 
is to make sure I extend that to the students. Mm-hmm. So I know when I first started teaching, I, I noticed I kind of just kept that in my brain. Like, oh, this student's a really good writer. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, da, 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 da. And then I thought, well, let me, I need to verbalize that mm-hmm. and let students know what I think. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, maybe no one has told them that. Right. And there have been those instances, like sometimes when I'm looking at students' work, uh, some students are really, it, it seems like they're really advanced. Mm-hmm. So like one recommendation I noticed that I've made a, a couple of times to students is, hey, have you ever thought about honors? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised how many students actually say no. Yeah, I never thought about honors before. And I remember I recommended that to one student and a student wrote me back mm-hmm. and she said, you know, thank you for making that recommendation. I got connected with honors. I got connected with scholarships. I never mm-hmm. thought that that was something for me. And yeah. the fact that you mentioned that is one of the reasons why I took those steps. Yeah. So it's very, very important to tell, even we if it's never small, know. you yeah. never know. Like, hey, you know what? You're a great writer mm-hmm. or you're a really good speaker. Have you ever considered this? Have mm-hmm. you ever thought about that? Hey, here is a link. Mm-hmm. Here is a flyer. Now, what they do with that is, is up to them, but you never know how that small act can have such a significant impact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. Yeah, okay, so now for number one, we are going to go on location to one of our favorite spots. This is a spot where Tanisha and I have hung out separately and one time we we actually ran into each other there which was pretty funny (laughs) yes um and so we're going to go back to that location and we're going to go over number one with a special guest so coming up number one all right we're here today in our favorite coffee shop so coffee house and roastery and um sharon is good people and i Highly recommend everybody come down to SO. But I am in full support of any coffee house I can throw down on a, on a tiramisu latte, and it's delicious. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Just because. And we're fortunate today to be joined by one of our top fans. Yes! Andrew Ayers. And we're going to ask him a couple of questions. Good morning. Yes, Good morning. excited. Um, we are going to start with, let's see, so Andrew Andrew um, is in the field of education. You've been in the field of education for how many years? Uh, maybe 25-ish. Okay, so just slightly fewer than me. Yes. Slightly more than Tanisha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, Andrew has a BA in secondary education in history and in English. From Arizona State. That was yes. from ASU. Go Devils. Right on. And he has an MA in Humanities with a focus on Poverty Studies and an MA in Ed Leadership, that was from UW, and a Doctorate in Educational Leadership. What is your current position? I'm the uh, Assistant Superintendent at Capital Region Educational Service District 113 in Tumwater, Washington. Can you say a little bit about what you do? Sure. Um, Educational service districts provide um, direct support services and back office support, mostly to small rural communities. We work in a five county area. We serve 45 school districts and about 72,000 students in our state. And so we do everything from um, uh, think about like uh, platforms for HR and student records and managerial kinds of uh records we do teaching and learning support we offer preschool so we do birth to 21 we also have dropout re-engagement programs suicide prevention drug and alcohol um, mental health we are a licensed mental health clinic Um, 
So we do a lot. It's a, a yeah. wide range of activities that we do. We have 180 programs um, in our agency, and we're 50 years old. We, we began in legislation in the state of Washington in April of 1969, so we just celebrated our 50th anniversary. And oh, I have been, nice. this is my seventh year there as, as assistant superintendent. Uh -huh. Wow. I feel like I should know that <laughs> about you. I'm glad I just was able to figure it out. That's good. I, I oversee all of uh, the student programs other than I don't oversee preschool, which is early learning. Um, I oversee all the other programs mm -hmm. for students. Okay, cool. And um, we were going to ask you today, oh, actually before we do that, I also was going to say that you were in the Peace Corps. I was. Yeah. It was in the early 90s and um, there were not a lot of jobs for teachers back then. Uh, the Vietnam War era teachers had not retired yet. And so I was like, well, what do I do? And my master teacher said, well, you know, you probably need to go on an adventure. And I said, yeah, I'll do that. So I was in Warsaw and I taught in a public high school in downtown Warsaw for two years. Didn't you stay a third year? Uh, I did spend a little bit of time, not a full third year. I spent a little extra time in Warsaw, and then I also taught for a short period of time in Prague before I moved home. Mm -hmm. And you still practice your Polish today. I do. You do? Love it. By, oh, nice. can I say, watching Polish soap operas. I, you know, I don't watch them as much, but you know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thank you to the power of the internet that you can listen to live streaming uh, radio. Uh -huh. And oh, so nice. in my car, I can listen to Polish radio. So it's not as good as it used to be. But It's I, not as good as the soap operas. No. <laughs> soap operas are great. That's awesome. So, and by the way, anybody who's learning a second language, shout out to watching soap operas because that's actually how you learn conversation uh, in another language. Mm -hmm. Don't watch the news. Don't yeah. listen to a political debate. That's too hard. But soap operas are pretty low level and they can also provide entertainment. <laughs> okay. Your language tip for the day. Yes. <laughs> and people do that. Yeah. 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 So we were going to, we, we're doing a little episode on what, what we love about teaching. We just kind of wanted to do a fun episode where we didn't. We didn't have to do quite as much prep work as we normally do. Um, so we're going to ask you, what, what is your favorite thing about teaching? Uh, I guess I don't have a technical term for it, but I love the aha moment mm. when someone gets it. Now, whether they get it right away or whether it's like the hundredth time I've said it, and they, the clouds part and there's a little ray of sunshine and you can see that there is a connection that has now been made. I think that's, that's my satisfaction. And I don't do a lot of direct instruction anymore. I have staff who do that. But when I have the opportunity to work with small groups, mm -hmm. I, I just love helping people along wherever their journey is. Uh -huh. And I like watching that light bulb as the, sometimes it's referred to. Uh -huh. That's super rewarding. And when I, my favorite years, I taught every grade six through 12. And actually I started with 12th grade and my last two years in the classroom were sixth grade. And you know, you have to have a high tolerance for repetition when you teach middle school. Uh -huh. And I just remember those moments when something would click and the kid would be like, okay, I get it. Mm. And it was super rewarding and you had to go a long way between those sometimes. <laughs> but, but when it happened, it was electrifying. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. That's, you, you knew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that would probably be a number one answer for a lot of people. It's definitely on our list. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm sure there's a technical term for aha. <laughs> I think <laughs> aha like is good. Aha fits. Oprah always says aha moment, so it's legit. Oh, okay. If yeah. Oprah says it, All right. yeah. yeah, yeah, she says it. She knows. <laughs> she talks about those aha moments, but I think that's just the case for many people. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on Two Profs in a Pod. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. We hope that you will join us next time. Thank you.